We're talking about podcast. We're talking about itty bitty podcast. A podcast. Merry mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. And I'm Jordan. I gotta say, at first I was discouraged to be standing up for this recording. But when you're actually recording like vocal, like a song with like somebody, singing, yeah. I really got to, I forget how sometimes on some of those notes I have to like get down, you know? Yeah. Like bend yeah, sure. the knees. So sure. engage that diaphragm. People, people don't realize that I'm sitting every time I sing. So I'm only at about 40% power. <laughs> so just um, add about 60% onto that and you'll see how good I really am at that. If you're yeah. ever listening to our podcast and you're like, those guys have just a small amount of talent. It's because we're sitting down. Yeah. Just l- let us just stand wait and see we how stand, high we baby. can fly. <laughs> we've had a, I do remember this now, Doge. I think that you had to stand one time because we've had a whole little bit funny conversation about sit down energy. I and think stand so, up right? Energy. I think so. That must have been like other podcasts. Yeah, Could that's right. That was <laughs> Oops No Jordan. Oops No Jordan. Um, hey, as someone who, doesn't know. Mm, I think y'all have made me maybe above average in superhero knowledge, just knowing you and having this here podcast. Mm-hmm. Can we spoiler? I mean, can I go straight? What is what is Ice Blue? Uh, hey, Ice Blue quick. Vision. I guess we should give a spoiler alert. But honestly, if you're listening to the episode eight or nine, whatever this is, WandaVision episode, and you're like, hey, yeah. they're talking about <laughs> WandaVision. You done messed up. Yeah, we're I do on that. know that I do you know goofed. that Adam hasn't seen the episode yet. Adam is on this call with us. I think he took his headphones out so he can't hear us. Adam, if you can hear me, wave your hand. Okay, we're good. We're, we're good. good. Wow. We can spoil away. We're good. We're about to ruin this man's whole world. It just I wanted to bring in that energy of like the the what the heck, you know, sure. right here yep. at the beginning. Yep. Like yep. let's let's jump past what I normally it's, say it's like, to uh, intro. Uh, what, uh, what the what? Yeah, what the what? Um, can I go ahead and super pump? Wow, yeah. You may indeed. Hey there, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I mean, it's that for sure for me Goodness. as well. Very much. Dude. Very much. Because now she's getting to actually be a, be a super something. It feels yeah. villain right now. But to see her in a mode that we most likely will see Agatha Harkness from here on. You know, it is interesting to have a character introduction in in perhaps the weirdest space we've had in the MCU of, of being sure, in these old certainly. sitcoms. And so that, to me, was like, oh, there's Catherine Hahn, because it just felt very familiar. It felt like yeah. it was her playing a role, which I think was kind of a meta realization of what they wanted people to think in the first place. But to have her playing full-out Agatha Harkness is, I can't wait for more. Please don't. Yes. I hope she doesn't die. She's not going to die in this, in this I don't series, think so. I don't think. Uh, rumors are currently swirling that Wanda is herself the main focus of phase four. Uh, and my guess is that's a Wanda and Agatha two for the price of one combo. Wow. I'm in. Me too. Very, uh, very much. Uh, if I could super dump per episode, it's the fact that my whole, that I was hanging my pretty hat, my pretty sized eight and three quarters hat on the Hang on, is that a real hat? Do you, is that a real hat size? Yeah. I got a big do you hat. know your hat size? Yeah, fitted cap, bro. What is my hat size? How do you know your hat size? Do you just measure it? There are things called fitted hats that have no uh, adjustable size on there. 
Yeah. And so the inside is just like, you know, like the inside of your shirt, like a medium. Just a, hard, but, a hard circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to start your head. They're like, it's like, uh, you know, like a, how a shirt isn't adjustable, but for your head, you know? Like, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. No stretch. Um, it's hard. Yeah. Like chitin. It's like a chitinous yes. shell for the top it's of your head. And so you I'll know your say, helmet size is what you're telling us. Yeah. Much like the momentum of what I wanted to say has been crushed. Which again, it happens to all of us. We should have our own little oops all Adam uh, <laughs> splice together scenes of all the times that we've tried to make a point and the other two just go off on a tangent on something completely different. That's one of my episode. favorite things one of my favorite things to do on the podcast is see one of you guys be like, I'm about to get in this hot air balloon and fly away and me say, Not so fast. I have throwing stars and I will shred that hot air balloon. <laughs> Which they say makes for great conversation and improv comedy. Uh, saying, no, <laughs> absolutely whole, not, you cannot. This whole <laughs> Mephisto as Cicada thing is not out the window now. Completely, right? Yeah, I think so. Unless he got okay. eaten by a bunny. What if that I mean, was Mephisto? If we, never see, <laughs> if we never see Mephisto in the MCU, we can canonically say that there, there is reasonable evidence that he was eaten by a rabbit. That's the real hero here. Mm. What was the uh, I think my senior scratchy. Mm-hmm. I think my theory that her basement is the nexus of all realities is also kind of out the window. I don't really see that here, but I do think very much that Wanda herself could still be a nexus being. Uh, There's somehow some, a, a convergence of multiverses. I think my theory that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch is holding up pretty good so far. Yeah, though, yes, I, would dude, say I can't so. wait till we get confirmation of that. I would say so, and that doesn't have. You know, I think that was a fun little payoff to finally have her be called Scarlet Witch, but it wasn't until WandaVision that I had realized that just everybody is kind of referring to her as that. Everybody as yeah. in like uh, the the four of us and like just people that talk about these movies because it's obvious, right? M- Wanda Maximoff is the Scarlet Witch. Right. But I, I don't think it had the like goose pumps vibe that I think that they wanted it to be. Especially Until with it being the last Stein line. Until R.L. came in and wrote this last episode. Until R.L. Stein wrote the last episode. Yeah. Um, but Oof. it does feel like her basement is a special place because she was kind of talking about how it was the manifestation of a, a ton of spells at once. Is is that just basically like Wanda made that basement? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I think that basement had some sort of residual magic vibes. Yeah, because we're also not that's why in she was Salem. drawn to the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So there's still there's think, still a question. I think there. Agatha was there. I think Jordan, you're exactly right. Agatha was there, and and got caught up when the hex expanded out from Wanda. Right. That's what it seems like, at least. Not that yeah. she like showed up afterwards. It's, it right. definitely seems she was like not she's like, already hmm, in Westview. Let me see what this is. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Carter, you mentioned up top that you wanted to talk about uh, our icy boy there at the very end in the post credits. Mm-hmm. You want to take the, a crack the, at that uh, glacier freeze vision? Yeah, I, I love he's that zero flavor. calorie. Yeah. I have like vitamin I mean, vision. You know, that we don't have a mind stone there, I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, while he is blue, I know that's not the tesseract in the middle of his head. Uh, it's just, it looks like just something that would be like, you know, if he was made by Apple, this would be like a, a bitten into Apple right there in the center of it's his eye forehead. Vision. It's, yeah. the, it's the thumbprint scanner. It's how you unlock him. <laughs> is is uh, this canonical to anything in the comic books? Yes, sir. 1989 John Byrne's Vision Quest run. Vision in this was uh, captured by a government organization. They dismantled him as retaliation. He placed himself in charge of America's nuclear arsenal. 
So they dismantled him, took him apart, and then rebuilt him, uh, and he was White Vision. And when we rebuild Vision as White Vision, he's a super powerful, very cool robot friend who has none of the personality of real Vision. Uh, Look, if the last year has taught me anything, White Vision is one of the most dangerous things out there. You got to be real <laughs> careful. You got to be real careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I now firmly believe, by the way, Paul Bettany this whole time has been saying, I finally get to share the screen with an actor I've always admired. That's going to be purple vision and white vision on the screen together. And I think he's talking about himself. That's that would hilarious. honestly make me really happy. I, I can almost, <laughs> I'm willing to bet. I'm not sure what I'm willing to bet, but it's big. Trust me when I say it's a big <laughs> you bet. You can't even believe <laughs> how big this bet's going to be. Do so you know, think Paul Bettany this whole time has been laying the groundwork for the ultimate long con payoff of the actor he's sharing the screen with is himself. Is him. Is him. That's beautiful. That's I, I want that. that so badly. Is him. I hope that's true. It is interesting, though. Like, a lot of people, when he says that, are speculating, like, is this going to be one of our Fox X-Men actors? We did do some interesting stuff regarding our only Fox X-Men actor to be in the MCU. Yeah. In terms of information that was revealed and information that was specifically withheld. Um, we do know, I guess, we do know that Agatha brought this, brought this fake Pietro here. And he was, a, she essentially possessed him. But the question was, is, was he a random Westview citizen or something? Where did she pull right. him from to bring right. him here? Was was notably left out of her explanation. Yeah, well, I read a rumor that the a line that they cut was when Agatha was going to be like, and I brought him directly from Fox's X-Men run. You know, the yes. movies that nobody liked. I brought him directly from the one slow motion scene in X-Men Days of Future Past that was very cool. I think he does two slow motion scenes in two movies and they're both honestly the best parts of those movies. They are. They really are. They very much are. Fox Quicksilver is much cooler than MCU Quicksilver, I think. Uh, The little kid that we see in Sokovia, I can't believe that kid grows up into Evan Peters. So that was definitely a little baby Aaron Taylor Johnson. Sure, sure. Hey, let's talk about that scene for a little bit. That was grim. Yeah, Jeez. lots of it grim. I mean, we have, I mean, we basically had a, a, an end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark times eight here at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. You know, uh, that was when they were drained. Grim. I can't take credit for this. I did read this on Reddit just a second ago. When the witches were drained, they looked exactly like that Yo Magic kid from the yogurt commercial. Mm. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? I don't know what I'm what I mean by that or what I'm implying, what connection well, I'm hinting at, but that is strange, they didn't look though. like him. That is strange. They did. Yeah. Was Agatha in charge of the commercials? It uh, was probably. Agatha it was Agatha all along. Well, Barney. Absolute banger. Yeah. It's my ringtone now. <laughs> um it, when the episode started, I we're jumping around a lot, but there's just, I'm just so excited. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. But when the episode started, I, I'll be honest, I panicked a little bit because it started with, I would say, a hefty layer of cheese. Yes. Reminiscent of network television that scared me. There were scenes in this that looked so very much like TV. I got news for you, buddy. 
I mean, I know it is TV, <laughs> but we literally we just talked last week about how like Hunger yeah. Games was made for the cost of three WandaVision episodes. Right. Right. And so there's a, an element of like, I was expecting, I don't know. The thing that stood out to me was when the kids are laying underneath the rubble of the house and looking at the bomb, that looked pretty TV to me. A lot of those like sparks and dust and stuff that was like overlays on top of the footage, which… yeah. You know, maybe if this was a movie, we'd have somebody on set blowing that kind of dust. And, you know, it'd be a physical thing to interact with. But there were just scenes. I think that opening scene is another one that started looking a little cheap and a little cheese to me. Yeah. Maybe that's just not where the budget went. I don't know. It didn't end up bothering me as much as I was afraid that it would. And I think it's because it was pretty sparing that those elements came through. Yeah. There were just a couple of moments where I was like, ooh, uh uh-oh. But it it, it really (laughs) didn't end up being an issue for me at all, really. Um, But I was, regarding the scene with the bomb, it's not a scene I ever assumed we would get uh, in the MCU in general. But that, I mean, that's a really, seeing it puts into perspective how uh, dark Wanda's sort of, if you want to call it origin story or backstory, whatever you want to call it. I mean, no wonder she's got some emotional instability. Yeah. She's a she's an incredibly tragic character and she has a lot of power and a lot of sway within um our universe that we're watching and so yeah I'm I'm really excited. I don't know. I haven't I haven't read anything yet about the theories that Wanda is sort of the focal point for phase 4. I'd be interested. That's not something I had thought about. I don't know that I'm against it. I don't know that I'm anti that by any means. I just hadn't considered it because they did make such a big deal about the Kree. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the scroll. Um, I don't think we're going to have a secret invasion phase. I think that is the number one way to lose audience investment. I would be bummed, actually, if we did a secret invasion phase. Yeah, you know, we said the same thing about a talking raccoon. That is true. That is true. That is the worst take I have ever told my friends, is that nobody will like this Marvel movie about a talking raccoon in a tree that only says three words. Well, and I remember specifically (laughs) us having that conversation and kind of the same sentiment coming out of like, they're just going to lose engagement. Yep. So at this point, I'm hesitant to say Marvel's ever going to lose engagement. That's true. That's fair. Um, But yeah, it just feels interesting to me to set up the, the scroll and all that stuff for Secret Invasion and then not do it. But it definitely seems like we're leaning away from that and far more weirdness. Well, I think that's probably, I don't know. I, I want to go back. Like last week, I I kind of just said this without thinking. And the more I've thought about it, the more I realized I would really like that. If if phase four was like some mini phases. You know what I mean? Like we right. could do yeah, like yeah. a whole Secret Invasion thing that's only in maybe two or three movies. And like the multiverse thing might only be WandaVision, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange. Um, but like we can, if we can compartmentalize a little bit, I think sure. maybe that helps. Like we Give said last week. universe spanning storylines a chance to breathe before we head back in that direction. And without any one of them, yeah, without any one of them feeling like, okay, we killed Thanos, now what? Sure, yeah. I think that's yeah. honestly a really great idea. I mean, at this, at this point, honestly, I hate to keep harping on this, but like between Feige and the Russos, I, Marvel has carte blanche, 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 Carte Blanche to do Blanky. whatever they would like. Cardi Blanky to do whatever they would like in my brain. Cardi Blanky's version of that one Bruno Mars song, the best version. Yeah, it's really good. I, um, <laughs> we talk about the grimness of the, what, what, what was the name 
uh, previously on? Was that the name of this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's really, I love those episodes have always been so smart and kind of cheeky. Um, but I think the grimness of every one of these scenes and then to have, you know, Catherine Hans, Agatha Harkness, just not showing really any emotion towards uh-huh. it. Uh, it's like, okay, now get, let, let me get this straight. Brother dies or like parents die, brother dies, you know, vision die, And like just not caring at all. It feels very, uh, we know how much like our podcast loves villains. And then me specifically, I, when I did a villain diagram or whatever, when we did our yeah. Disney series, I think it would be fun to do one. I, I mean, I guess it's a branch of Disney because it's MCU. True. But it, <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy, and it does feel like it's a shaky ground to pull off humorous villain. You know, someone who's still scary, uh, but is making the audience laugh. I, Loki, yeah. you know, ends up being that. Yeah, I can't really think of too many outside of that uh, that we've had in the MCU. And I think it's just a fun dynamic. Sam yeah. Rockwell's, uh, what's his name? Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer. Kind of yeah. kind of walks that line just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, think you could… True. I think you could argue that there were even a couple of times in Guardians 2 that Kurt Russell, uh, what was his name? Um, Ego. Ego the yeah, Living Planet. That he, that he was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Carter, I think you're right. Ultimately, this is this is a really unique spot to be in because this is one of our first, if not our, it, unless you count spanning multiple movies like a Thanos or something or Loki, um, Agatha's our first long form villain. I was about to say, besides besides Thanos and Loki, she feels like the antagonist that we know the best. Yeah. We've yeah. already spent maybe the most time with her of any antagonist besides Thanos and Loki. I think with our, we've talked about at the end of WandaVision, so after the season finale, that we're going to go back and super pump something in the whole series, right? Right. Super pump and super dump for the whole series. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think uh, something that is is definitely a contestant or a contender for that is in this mess of, uh, it's a beautiful mess, but in this mess of a TV show, somehow we've managed to create more depth for at least two characters that are going to be in the MCU. You know, a vision, not so much. He feels like a pawn right now. Um, but, but oh my goodness, is Paul Bettany delivering? I mean, on that absolutely, performance. yeah, absolutely. It. Holy moly, the scene of them together on the bed is. Yep, I think the best acting that I've seen in a Marvel movie. Honestly, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are delivering on another level in this. His mm-hmm. uh, his reaction, his laugh at Malcolm in the Middle, yeah, was so great. Yeah, kind of makes me want to watch Malcolm in the Middle again. By same. the way, I'm a big Cranhead. I'm a cranberry. <laughs> That's what we call ourselves. Cranberry, yeah. I, which is weird because I'm a real Frankie Muniz boy. I just can't get enough. A municipal servant? That's yeah, what you I'm guys a... call yourself? The cranberries and municipal servants? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Do we so, have to go to ads? Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, I'm tired of not talking about Tyler Hayward. Okay. He is bad. 
dumb and mean. Dumb and mean, but he is not. I keep waiting for the payoff of like, that's why he's so wooden and plastic. Because he is blank. It's be- it's not because he is blank. It's because you look around you and you're sitting in your living room, not a movie theater. Right. He costs TV dollars, not movie dollars, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I want more uh, from him. I have zero issue with this guy. Okay. None. Yeah, opinion hasn't changed from the very beginning. He doesn't stand out. Um, I don't know if that's because he's not supposed to. And he's supposed to give room. I don't want to give him so much credit that he's just this got this subtle brilliance. I don't think he's that good. But yeah, I haven't had an issue with this dude. A lot of folks are… Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. A lot of folks… Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) A lot of folks are crediting his kind of weirdness with uh, a rumor that that Ultron is in this show in some way. Uh, In the Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon… Ultron at one point took on like a human disguise. Uh, and there's really no other precedent for a human being being Ultron in disguise that I'm aware of. And that feels a little shaky, a little tenuous Ultron at best. Ultron in disguise. Yeah, so I the original theme song for this show in, was just going to be yeah. Tyler Hayward, Ultron in disguise. In disguise. <laughs> in our, so in our mid-credit scene, I guess, is it a post-credit or a mid-credit, guys? It's a mid, mid-credit. It's a mid-roll, yep. Uh, in our mid-roll, I, th- I, for a fraction of a second, I thought that that was going to be Ultron that we were going to see. Me too. I did it as well. Uh, I thought they might make up. Ultron. Mm-hmm. What if it is Paul Bettany's White Vision, but voiced by James Spader? Ooh. Somehow I'm down for that. I think at the very beginning I was disgusted by it, but… What <laughs> if it is Paul Bettany's Vision, but voiced by… This joke was going to be funnier if I could remember his real name. Iago the Parrot. That's right. We're all talking, of course. Gilbert Gottfried. About Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> He's just like, what up? Oof. Um, did it feel weird to have, A, no commercials? It, it made sense ultimately, right? But we don't have commercials. Yeah. All the people that yeah. really like to dig deep into theory were probably super bummed. That we don't Maybe have by the lack of commercials. I think we have not even talked about the single most interesting thing in this episode to me, which is the flashback to the Hydra facility. Because in this, we get confirmation, uh, the transition to that, we get confirmation, A, that Wanda and by extension, likely her brother, were born different. Yeah. And the Infinity Stone activated their powers. Almost as if it's some sort of mutation, mutation right? So they're probably mutants. Yeah, uh, who had their powers activated by the Infinity Stone, similar yep. to the way that Inhumans have their powers activated by the Terrigen Mists, right? The single most interesting thing about this is that the Mind Stone shows Wanda a vision, uh, not a capital V vision, a lowercase v vision uh-huh. of something. And is this her future? Is this a multiverse version of herself? Is she actually seeing into the 616 comic universe? Or is the Mind Stone showing her her future as like the fully costumed Scarlet Witch with the comic book costume and so all of that. So as stuff. of right now, with nothing else to go on in order to speculate anything weirder than a vision of the future, that's my guess, is that she was seeing herself in the future as a fully costumed out Scarlet Witch. That's now, what I think too. How interesting would it be though if that was a glimpse of not her future, but an alternate present? Yeah, I mean, I think that 
there would they would to quote I love Lucy they would have some splaining to do. I think that's what next week's episode needs to be, but I think it's going to be a big fight episode. There's a lot there's a lot of splaining to do for them to keep adding more stuff to splain, but you're right. I mean, there's a lot and also one of our most interesting omissions this episode. I would love some splaining. Uh we got no Monica Rambo whatsoever for None. this entire episode and that's nope. that's a mistake to me. This I get is the it. only MCU. This is the only time in the MCU I'm going to say this. I wish we had some more Darcy here. <laughs> uh, your turnaround on Darcy has been one of the most interesting character developments of our generation, I would say. I got some splaining to do about you it. You got some ready? splaining. I'm, I'm going to explain it right now. She's written well and wasn't ever before. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I think, um, yeah, it's weird to think that technically there's only one more episode left. Um, I say technically hope for that secret episode. I'm still holding out hope for that secret episode, but regardless, just to have two episodes, which at their longest length would mean it's about an hour and 15 minutes worth left of this entire narrative. Um, does feel strange. It does make me feel also like the MCU TV series are going to have a lot of spillover. You know, maybe it's oh, maybe sure. it's a, there's you know there's not a lot of loose ends tied necessarily in the show, uh, but you might have some tied in later shows or something like that. I don't sure. know. Yeah, I, something that I have to. So the scene y'all were just talking about with Wanda in uh, the Hydra facility. That's when the we essentially that's what Loki was using, right? That yep. staff yeah. there. Yeah, that was the a be, that was the Mind Stone. I thought that was yep. a Tesseract. No, that was the Mind Stone inside Loki's scepter. Loki, the Tesseract is the cube that Loki had. The Tesseract is the Space Stone, which allows uh, the user right, to basically right. transport to anywhere in this universe. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I couldn't remember what was. So in that's the st- that she encountered the stone that brought Vision to life before he yeah. was even right. a glint in Daddy Stark's eye. Okay, no, 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 not Daddy Stark, Daddy Ultron. You saying Ultron. he was Jarvis, Jarvis to Stark, and then Ultron Sorry. made the body though. Sorry, I was referencing essentially Jarvis, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, I was really happy with the um, special effect payoff of the creation of Westview. Yeah, yeah that was, that was nice. Just the nuts powers, like she was straight up neoing uh, <laughs> as just stuff is coming from her chest. You know, I yeah. don't think, do we ever see her kind of scarlet power coming from anywhere but her hands or like seeing that in her eyes. The closest thing is whenever she explodes at the beginning of Civil War Mm -hmm. and destroys that town in Lagos. I think think that's so interesting and it feels intentional that uh, some of the stuff that is very deeply rooted in how she feels about something, which often seems like the most powerful, is coming straight from her chest. Yeah. Um, in terms of where the power comes from. But Vision's creation there, Paul Bettany's yeah. delivery of Welcome Home, Wanda. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, just so good. I did notice also on the the property deed that he gave her, his legal name is Capital The Capital Vision. And I know that's his name, but it is funny. <laughs> First name the last name Vision. I mean, that's how it's I guess. TV. I mean, that would have been funny. Yeah. It would have definitely been meta. Whoa. Look, speaking of TV, we haven't even talked about one of the most imp- interesting revelations of this episode to me, which is why Wanda structured 
Westview and all of this stuff after these sitcoms of bygone eras. Sure. Um, that's really, that's a really sweet reason to do this. I thought they really nailed like the emotional force behind what she's doing. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think it was that though. I, no, I was neither. really like when he opened the box and I saw all of the DVDs or VHS, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. This well, and it's sense. like, as you like think about it, the last time that she was actually happy and felt like her life was whole, yep. that was the way she viewed the world outside of her home was through the lens of these old shows. Yep. Also, it did prove us exactly right because the shows we called out were The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Brady Bunch, Bewitched. and Malcolm in the Middle. And Bewitched. Mm-hmm. She didn't watch Bewitched ever. What? It was in there. It was, it was in, in the box. I'm saying the three shows that she watched. We saw her oh, watching Dick the, Van Dyke. We saw her yes. watching Brady Bunch. We saw her watching Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Yeah, I think the assumption was she's watched all of those shows. but Right, but I'm saying the ones they specifically chose to call out and purchase rights to play scenes on the TV in their TV show are the ones we identified. I think you need to shut up. I think what Jordan and I are trying to say… Because you I think what Jordan and I are trying to say is that I don't think they would have given us even the Bewitched cover if that wasn't also… Well, it's definitely Something that they wanted to make sure, hey, wink, wink, we did bewitch stuff. I mean, watch the theme song. There's no doubt about it. Hey, real quick. <laughs> real quick, just listen to me. Just listen to me and you'll know I'm right. I think we're all saying the same thing. I think, I think Doge, Doge's favorite hobby is when somebody's like, I think A. Doge is like, I think A harder in a different way. <laughs> um, I think A, but also smart. Catch- did y'all also catch? So it's like he opened the closet or whatever to grab the the big box set of Dick Van Dyke. Did you see how much yogurt was in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's the traditional Sokovian yogurt closet. Every family has one. Oh, please, there are these open our yogurt closet. I need I think yogurt. <laughs> in production and in, in the writing, I think there are moments throughout the MCU that is super spoon-fed. And I think that's ultimately… Much like yogurt, yeah. I think that's I think that's super enjoyable. But it's also like, for those of us that are super into the MCU and can kind of come to some of these conclusions ourselves, it's like someone gave us training wheels back when we were yeah. like 16. Yeah. We're like, okay, I can still go. But yeah. like this, these don't really need to be here. Like things I can't like, pop any sick tricks now, with you know, these things on. I, I would have been fine if they would have just talked in Sokovian the whole time. We didn't have to go back to… Now, you know when… When we talk about these things, we got to go back to English. You know, it's like, you really do you not think that your audience can handle at least two more minutes of not yeah, a, a of native reading language? subtitles? Yeah. yeah. So, also, I don't know. I, I think it might take me a while. I want to enjoy Agatha in her fullness with that costume of like mm-hmm. actually seeing Agatha. Uh, because she still had some modern dress, right? So, Agatha, right yeah. at the end when she's got. The the young boys lassoed. Um, I would almost even say leashed. Yes. That's yes. gnarly. Um, I don't think I like the look, man. I don't either. It's got this like Power Rangers Rita Repulsa kind of vibe. Yeah, I'm and it's with also you on kind that. of a like, you know, it's, I think we're supposed to catch some of the like ancient Agatha Harkness kind of like that we saw at the very beginning in the like 1683 Salem. Yeah. But it's also like, 
but she did want to hold on to the heavy mascara too, you know? That was it's the like, thing that like threw it out out the window for me was like, I can get on board with all of this, but she's wearing like the heaviest, heaviest like bad guy makeup. You know what I mean? Like it's not right? even like the kind of makeup that we would put on for like special effects makeup or aging or even like regular makeup. It's like this specific weird subgenre of superhero TV shows that is bad guy makeup. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. I, I I only say that and only have concern for it because I don't want that to be what the majority of what Catherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness is dressed as. Because I, I don't know. Maybe it's just weird to see uh, someone from an ancient time like choosing to just wear what they used to wear yeah. in the present. I don't know. I don't know. I will say I, I'm not fully convinced that Agatha is going to be a villain really for any length of time outside of let let go of my children, please. Uh, because we don't know what she wants. Like she's not indicated that she wants to stop Wanda or that she wants, or that she is jealous of Wanda. Really, I, it feels to me the only character motivation we've gotten from her is it's pretty dangerous for you to, uh, for you to like be doing all this stuff willy nilly. I wish you wouldn't. You know, and so like in, in yeah. the comics, we, we've seen her be a friend, a mentor, even a nanny for for Wanda. And mm-hmm. so I think we're probably going to track a similar growth here in the MCU. Yeah, I the, the scales feel nice and pretty close to balanced right now in terms of like good versus evil in the MCU. You know, we got rid of Thanos and his whole army. And now it's like everybody's good because Loki was bad, but now he's also good now. You know, and so it's like I don't know if I'm ready yet for Agatha to be a good person because I'm, I'm, I'm just like, and I know that we might get a flip, right? We've talked a lot about how uh, Scarlet Witch, how Wanda Maximoff is is likely going to be extra villainous for a good extended period of time in this phase, um, but I'm fine if Agatha stays bad for a while because I just need that spiritual balance. There yeah. just seems to be a lot of good in the world. And I'm not sure what we're supposed to fight. And I'm I'm fine with the goons and stuff, you know. And I know that we're going to get. Um, ooh, I love his character. I know we're going to get uh, in Winter Soldier and Baron, Baron Zemo. Zemo. Baron Z- yeah, he'll be back, which is wonderful. Mm. Um, He's so good. Pretty pumped about that. You've read but, the yeah. thing that that show's influenced by Silence of the Lambs, right? You know that, no, Carter. It's. I, I feel like it's important that. that you know that. That reportedly the show's influenced by Silence of the Lambs, and that Zemo is the the lector analog. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> That's good news for me, but I'm also like, well, you've got, okay. It's big shoes. Right. Bold of you. Very bold. Daniel Brule, uh, man. We'll have a lot of yeah, conversations about him. Wonderful, soon. wonderful. Um, you, you talk about like kind of our lines of conflict. I have no idea how that's going to shake out in the next episode because we're going to have Purple Vision with his own agency and agenda. White Vision with presumably Sword's agency and agenda. Monica Rambeau, who, as we saw last week, is definitively a superhero at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wanda with her own agency and agenda. And also Agatha Harkness. And it feels like, like almost like it's going to be like 5v5 Super Smash Bros. Or 5v each other Super Smash Bros. Where it's like everybody's kind of just fighting everybody. I think I'm not they're really excited sure who's going to be though. on a team. I think they're excited for this. I think that's Who what is? we're. I think that's exactly what we're going to get. 
No, I'm excited be, for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a unique experience. And uh, yeah, I think it's fun how we have, that's something that's with, with all of the different storylines of the MCU. Uh, it is fun to get a little taste of everything. It's such a buffet of like narratives. It's like, <laughs> yeah. What if uh, all the good guys decide to like draw a line and team up and then we get to see the good guys fight each other. Right. Because it's like, yeah. how else would we get to see them really fight, you know, outside of just being cocky. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, uh, I think the, the millions of dollars are definitely showing, uh, in yeah. this, in this production. Certainly. So I <clears throat> haven't really listened for about the last three minutes because do, is vision purple? I have never thought of him as purple. I've never thought of him as purple, and I can't. Like, I can't get off. Get off this. I think right he's now. red. He's like a reddish red. purple. Reddish purple plus green. I'll give you, you maroon. Can't, you don't get to do an ish and then add what you think. He Here's the deal. Is. I would believe that his undertone is purple because color theory: green and purple are complementary. Uh, green and red are notably not complementary, which is why we see them only at Christmas and no other things really combine red and green because they don't look all that great together. You can't. You're not going to get to doze yourself out of this. Yeah, one there's, I'm not going to let that happen. You have convinced me. I'm just not showing it. <laughs> I'm not convinced. He, that's not purple. <laughs> Barney. Barney is purple. Sure. Mace Windu's lightsaber is purple. Sure. Grapes. Grapes aren't even purple. Maybe we. Like, maybe we could all <laughs> expand our definition of what purple is. I love that Jordan could only find t- just for now like two things he knows. <laughs> two for things sure. that are for sure purple. <laughs> like I don't know a lot, but I, I and I don't know a lot that's purple. But I know What's that funny is vision I ain't it. You've, yeah, you've drained. You know, yeah, you've drained all maybe, I had too. Jordan, maybe it is your inborn purpleness that keeps you from seeing purple. No, have you considered this? No, no, but really think <laughs> about it, and we'll leave in all the silence of you thinking. <laughs> Uh, we do need to wrap this up right now, right now, because I know we could go forever and our listeners would listen, but I, you know what? You can't just, you can't just have as long of an episode as you want, guys. It can't just be that way. There's rules and regulations in place for a reason. And one of those reasons is we got to keep you coming back for more, baby. We gotta You'll never back. believe what I want to talk about next. <laughs> You'll have to wait till next week. Number seven will shock you. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Make sure you jump in with us next week to talk about the, I suppose, at least season, maybe series finale. We don't know if they're going to do multiple seasons of this. I bet not. So series finale of WandaVision next week. Um, and then what we get like a two week break and then it's time for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yikes. Which I, I can almost guarantee we'll have no scenes set during the Salem witch trials, but we'll see, I guess. Almost. We can almost guarantee it. Who, do we know who's doing the, the lion's share of directing for Falcon and Winter Soldier? I'm not sure. Uh, They haven't made quite as big of a deal about the per episode directors on this as they have like for, for Mando or or something like that. So I'm not Not, really sure. Not Russo's though. I don't know that the Russos are are still under contract with Marvel. That's not something that I've looked at. I think at, they still I, got their toes in the water from what I hear, but maybe not. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, hey, Because I, I know that, that Endgame was kind of their their big boy. Well, so I'm not sure, sure if they got they, more after that. They, deserve, they earned a, well, a well-earned day in the sun. Do you think in one of the multiverses that we're going to see, they have directed a community movie and fulfilled their promise? I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to uh, 
do whatever Carter wants. I forgot that he does this yeah. part in this one. Ooh. Thank you very much. Uh, we were having a little bit of fun with it earlier, but let's let's actually see our true opinions here. And by true, I mean whatever your definition of true is. Uh, like in this episode, I'd, I'd love to have your name. And, you know, as we mentioned right off the bat, in our mid-credits scene, we do have a, uh, you know, we built it back together, tore it apart. We have our our, our vision, our blue-white vision or whatever version of vision he is. Blision. As, as a big reveal there, which was really interesting. But there were parts of me that were like, this could have been so much more interesting. Uh, I'd love to know uh, what you think would make this uh, better. Uh, I'm Carter. And I think we're gonna we're gonna reveal um, some like cyborg type version of like Tony Stark. It's it's gonna be an Iron Man suit, and we're not totally sure who's inside. Uh, if it's if it's who's animating it, if anything outside of like a computer. I was like, it's it seems like too big of a deal for it to just be like a computerized Stark suit because it feels like anybody could do that. Like, who is this? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Doge, and in a rare moment of conformity and non-funniness, I believe that white vision, cyber cyber android vision, instead of human definitively purple vision, is the single best choice for this narrative. Because it this is going to be a vehicle through which Wanda is empowered to actually let go and move forward with her life. And listen, I know that's not funny, but sometimes that's what you get. Mm. If she actually lets go, though, does she become a villain? I don't know. It's <sighs> good. Well, I mean, I think that's that's Vision's line, though, right? What is grief if not love persevering? Which, holy moly, what yeah, a good, good line. line. It's a really good line. Um, I'm Jordan, and uh, honestly, similar to Doge, not really that funny, but uh, I think if we pan up, it's got to be Master Chief from the Halo series. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.